Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat 1d3 minus 1 horses, 1d6 damage at a time, time being defined as 1d4 minutes where a minute is comprised of 60 seconds in 92% of cases. Today, because White Wolf went and shit the cultural bed, we sadly can't bring you White Ween anymore. So we went further back in time, and we found something creepier, something older, something that we already had laying around the house. It's beyond the supernatural, it's from Palladium, and it's Old Ween! Old Ween. It's a nice day to start again. Welcome back to System Mastery. I'm Jeff, joined as always by my esteemed co-host, John. Ooh, I've been steamed, baby. Yeah, he's esteemed, much like the way that peanut got assaulted. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our improv show. (laughs) The assaulted peanuts, I'm sorry. We're the assaulted nuts. The assaulted nuts. Yeah. It's actually spelled like assaulted. Yeah. It's really sad, actually. The improv is mostly a workshop for working through grief. Uh, Welcome to Old Ween. <laughs> it's Old Ween. <laughs> old Ween is our replacement for White Ween because White Wolf went and shit the bed real good and hard. Yeah, and the- it's not a lemon party without Old Ween. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> White Wolf made sure to get every square inch of that that uh, top sheet you use with with thick country shit. They just they pulled out a big spatula. They spread that shit around. We didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Yep. No. So we decided to go to a company that's famous for its <laughs> it's good, good, wholesome practices, good business practices, and well thought out, comprehensive. It's Palladium. We're going to do Palladium stuff for a couple episodes. Leave us alone. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> let me let me let me wallow in this garbage pile. Just, I love it so much. Just let us have this. So this year on Old Ween, we're going to focus on a couple of Palladium classic horror titles. Hell yeah, we are. Now, nothing's really too horrific when it comes to Palladium. It's just... Well, it's, outside of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch out. And the Kickstarter results. Oh, we wow. got jokes, baby. Watch out. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Oh, you're incorrigible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, we're starting this bad boy off with one of the older of the Palladium titles. Mm-hmm. Which is Beyond the Supernatural. Plus Ultra. What? You know, because of that show that you like, where they say Beyond and then they say Plus Ultra for no reason. You know, that show. I'm trying trying to to tune into your world here, John. I'm trying to bond with you. Work work with me here. You know, the anime cartoons that you like. This is exactly what Dr. Jennifer was talking about in counseling. (laughs) Look, I need you to meet me halfway here. <laughs> I appreciate that I hear you using I statements. <laughs> oh, well, I want you to go fuck yourself, Dad. <laughs> well, I want to cram anime down your throat till you die of it. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> so, anyhow, Beyond the Supernatural is from the 80s. Yeah, it's it's super old. Mm-hmm. It's not the oldest uh, Palladium. I think that might actually be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness, although I did not do the research here. No, of course we didn't do any research. I mean, Palladium Fantasy is pretty goddamn old as well. It is, and I think it's either the first or the second oldest. It's one of those two. Yeah. Uh, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the one that famously had homosexual listed as an insanity. Ooh, yeah, baby. This does not. This has a no. nice, big, comprehensive list of insanities because it's a Palladium book. Well, yeah, and I mean, at least in Beyond the Supernatural, there's a reason to have that mm-hmm. because the whole point of this is, you know, very Call of Cthulhu-esque. You're playing as essentially just investigators looking into supernatural nonsense. So the idea that like, oh yeah, you confront some shit that man was not meant to know or whatever, and you might go crazy. Okay, but but definitely you'll go crazy in a random rollable way where you end up afraid of lemons. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I saw a skeleton man and now I'm afraid of lemons, guys. Well, I mean, something happened and I saw a lemon party and now I'm afraid of lemons. (laughs) That's too bad because a Liz Lemon party is mandatory. (laughs) Uh, 30 Rock jokes are great. The jokes, folks. Here we come with the jokes. Here we come with someone else's jokes. Someone else's very well thought out jokes. Next, we're going to do Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. (laughs) Anyway, Beyond the Supernatural is basically Palladium's take on Call of Cthulhu. You're supposed to be playing as like paranormal investigators the big twist is that instead of everyone kind of just being like ah yes i'm a doctor i'm a dashing bloke from the olden days i'm a man who's killed 42 elephants (laughs) (laughs) how dare you sir (laughs) i'm a man who loves 42 elephants (laughs) don't worry they're a different 42 (laughs) 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 no it's it's uh the one big twist that separates it from call of cthulhu uh, beyond being set in the modern day, is that everyone in the game is a psychic. I mean, they aren't really. Well, Not no. even cl- close. I mean, the but they're supposed thing, to be. The first thing you see is they start talking about the different classes here. Now, normally you get in Palladium what's called an OCC, or mm. an Occupational Character Class. That is correct. Or if you're playing Rifts, you may encounter an RCC, or Racial Character Class. Yeah, and normally this is... You know, just like it says on the tin, either you're playing a class based on what you do or what you are. Mm -hmm. And Uh, the two are very blurry and have messed up a variety of times. It's true. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you're like, wait a minute, why is this an OCC or Mm -hmm. RCC? Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's supposed to be pretty well understood that there's the two. There's OCCs for like jobs that for races that aren't completely defined by what species they are, they can go get a job of some kind, and now they have an OCC. If they are completely defined by what species they are, like they're a dragon or something... Yeah, dragons don't go get jobs, yeah. so they just are a dragon. Their job is dragon. Yeah. Dragon stuff around. It's it's like, uh, you know, old D&D, or you could be a fighting man, or a mage, or an elf. <laughs> Indeed. A fine elf could you be. Yeah. So... In this one, we have PCCs, Mm -hmm. or Psychic Character Classes, and of course, the best thing about that is there are nine classes, four out of the first five introduced are not Psychic. (laughs) That's correct, yeah. Uh, So, you're supposed to be playing as a series of people who are touched by the supernatural in some way. That might have been a better introduction here. Uh, to just be like, hey, the, you know, everyone here has some kind of connection or semblance of the of the uh, supernatural world radiating around them. Instead of this parapsychologist who is not psychic is a psychic. Yeah, I, the fact that they decided to go with everything's a PCC. Oops, not everything is psychic. Like the very first thing in there is the mage who isn't psychic but has magic, and I'm like. Dude, you right out the gate decided to abandon the whole everyone's a psychic thing. Yeah, and it even opens on the first sentence with, these guys aren't psychic. It's like, okay, but it's a psychic character class? Indeed. (laughs) Okay, great. 
Is this just because you didn't want to introduce the concepts of OCCs in this book? The thing is, he talks about them and he's like, oh, you might know OCCs, but these are all PCCs. I'm like, why? You could have just said, these are OCCs and then these, like, six or five guys are PCC. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You can trust us. We've read all your Palladium books before. We're down with OCCs. (laughs) Yeah, you know me's. (laughs) (laughs) I do know me's. I hate them to pieces. It's true. Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, but the, the weird thing to me is why you even needed to have it be designated as a PCC. Why not just say, oh, you're an, an OCC. That's what you are. No oh, one gives a shit. Yeah, they, I mean, if there's not going to be more than one type of thing in the book, then it doesn't even need a name. You don't need to be like, these are PCCs. They're a special type of character class, which 100% of the book is comprised of. Yeah. It, dude, you can just say it's a character class. You don't need a designation it's the only thing in the book yeah it's the only option it's it's a weird i, I mean i know that books from this era of palladium design were built around the idea of being intermixed uh, and mingled like i the, the one or two times i ever played beyond the supernatural in my life it was always with ninjas and super spies bolted to it yeah and at least that's the most workable one you could put with it i mean trying to put heroes or rifts god help you into this would be terrible it's much easier to put this into rifts even then god these characters are bad so bad i mean it is it's been a running joke from you know 20 years ago when i first started playing palladium that a stiff breeze will kill off a beyond the supernatural party oh yeah like they are just weak Mm mm-hmm I mean, you can always, most Palladium games, characters are, descri- are are defined by their magic access or their gear. It's rare that the actual character class itself really matters all that much. You get, oh, I've got a 34% chance to do basic math. Oh, boy. That, that's the kind of thing you're looking at in a character class. But this one is like, oh, no, no, a standard Rifts class, class is great. You just need to avoid these like the plague. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I mean, for anyone that is not familiar with Palladium or has not gone back and listened to it, I'll just do a very quick rundown of uh how you play the game uh yeah and i'll start with a quick history of what palladium is here we go here we go the so, year was 1980 way way back in the 1980s secret government employees <laughs> something about guys and ladies I dug up famous guys oh, and ladies that's right it's clone high i was trying to figure out what the hell you were doing yeah okay yeah Damn. i knew the lyrics but not what it was <laughs> I'm sorry, please, please now take all it away. the clones are sexy teens now. Oh, they're going to make it if they try. <laughs> okay, so uh, the big thing with making a character in this is <sighs> Symbiated decided to do a 3D6 down the line, mm-hmm. and with there's a- no option. Like, at least in D&D, even in the versions of the game where they include 3D6 down the line as an option, mm-hmm. they also say... Hey, you can do 46 drop low. You can do this array that we put together, whatever. This one, there is no other option. Yeah. You have to do 3D6 down the line. Indeed. Uh, The one thing they give you is if you roll a 16, 17, or 18, you get to roll a D6 and add it on to whatever you rolled. Now, in other versions of Palladium games, they expand that. And if you roll a 6, you get to roll again. But this one doesn't have that. No, because BTS characters are just worse than other characters. Yeah, so stats range between 3 and 24. How many stats? Nine. So you get, oddly enough, you get your IQ, which is just your intelligence stat. Mm-hmm. But then you get 
mental endurance and mental affinity, which are both weird. Like mental affinity is sort of analogous to uh, charisma. It's part of charisma. They took they took physical beauty and mental affinity out of charisma and split it into two stats. Yeah, but mental endurance is just sort of constitution for your brain. Now, to be fair here, mental mental endurance is way more important than mental affinity. Uh, now, m- mental affinity, once you roll it, you're going to check your chance to, like, uh, diplomacy or charm people, and then you will never refer to it ever again. Oh, yeah. The, the weird thing with both mental affinity and physical beauty is... If you get a 17 or higher in a stat, then you get a bonus. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a 17 or better. Mm-hmm. And with those, if you have a high mental affinity, you can get a percentage chance to trust or intimidate. So yeah. you can have someone believe you or be scared of you. Yeah. Uh, with beauty, it's charm or impress. And right. it's a lower percentage overall by 10% depending on what your stat is. Let's go with that one for a second. In physical beauty, what does the 17 stat give you as a chance to charm or impress people? Uh, On a 17, 35%. So a 35% chance. So someone who is in the upper soup, like 1% of the hottest people that you'll ever encounter, in the the high 1% has a 35% chance of of, uh, interesting you in any way. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. So... How does anyone get laid in this universe, is what I wonder. If only the absolute hottest people even have a shot, and even then it's barely even a third of a chance. See, and that's one of the weird things about this, is they took something that would normally be a skill Mm -hmm. and put it into stats. So instead of having like, ooh, I've got the seduction skill, and I'm good at seducing, it's just... Is my beauty high enough Then I guess I charm you? Yeah, that's, that's basically how it works. Uh, it's it's irritating because it means that unless you have an ultra-high physical beauty, which you're not going to get in this game because there's no way to improve it, and it's a 3d6 down the line roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got a small percent chance that maybe you do, and if you do, even then, your percent chance to be good at it, like the highest you can get is a 70% at 24, mm-hmm. and that's if you rolled 18 and then 6. That's right. Uh, at that point, you have a that's 74 right. <laughs> Now it's time to bend at the knees. What are we doing today, John? What's I don't going on? What's, go, what's going Other on? Other people's jokes is what we're doing we're today. We're just stealing jokes because it's old ween. Old jokes. <laughs> Take my wife. <laughs> that's no woman. That's my wife. <laughs> your money or your life, sir. <laughs> I'm thinking old jokes, old jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, these it's so weird that they they take basically two skills, get people to trust or, or be trustworthy of you or be intimidated by you, and then also sort of a seduction thing. Stuck them baseline into the into the uh, stats and don't give you any way to raise either of those stats or work with either of those skills beyond the natural chance that they come with. Yeah, there's no way to get a skill based on it. Mm-hmm. None of the skills are about charming, intimidation, anything like that. Nope, not even close. So you have to have got it in a stat, and even then, there's no way to invest in it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go, oh, I want to be better at this. Imagine what a singles bar is like in the Beyond the Supernatural universe with a whole bunch of... Because the chances of anyone having a 17 or oh, 18 Oh, well, just no there, one's charmed. Yeah. You're like, hey, yeah. you want to have sex? And they're like, I guess. Uh, good enough. I mean, that's just so dismal. Thing <laughs> is, even when someone hot shows up, they're like, hey, you want to have sex? And you're like, eh, yeah. sure. 
No, I'm kind of just going through the motions. Eh, I don't know. You're pretty hot, but uh, I'm tired. I'm holding out for a 24. <laughs> and even then, I still have a 26% chance of saying nah. Nah. <laughs> anyway, you also get uh, physical stats for strength, prowess, which is basically your dexterity, mm-hmm. and endurance. And again, basically ignore everything except for prowess. Prowess is uh, gives you a bonus to parry, dodge, and to hit. Yeah. With everything. Strength doesn't do anything but lifting, punch damage, and a, uh, I believe, bonus to damage with melee weapons. Yeah. So you can get a bonus to damage, but again... That's only if you hit a 17 or above. And also only if you're using a melee weapon. Uh, Instead of a gun for some reason. Yeah, why are you doing this? Uh, And then, like, physical endurance technically will give you better hit points, but all it does as far as having a higher uh, score in it is make it so that it's harder for you to die from poison, magic, or a coma. That's right. Although almost everything in these kind of games that has a poison system ability also has its own mechanic for how you get out of it. Like It's almost like they forgot they wrote these stats. Yeah, stats in Palladium are... There's like three that you ever need to care about. Mm -hmm. And even then, like IQ you care about because if you've got a high IQ, it gives you a, a bonus to your skill percentage to start with. That's correct. But even then, it's... Oh, that was useful when I made my character. Now that stat means nothing for the rest of the game. Especially because you can't multi-class in this game. So once you've passed the uh, IQ requirement to get into the class you have, you're never going to need to check your IQ for any reason ever again. No, you'll write down your stats and what their percentages are baseline. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, that stat doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Most of your other stats don't matter. I have played Palladium games for 20 years at this point, and never once have I ever ever been asked what my mental affinity score is it has never ever happened oh yeah i mean i i want to say maybe when i first started playing there was a point where i was like hey i've got a decent mental affinity can i try and persuade this guy and he's like what who what uh what, wait, wait let me look sure i, I guess i'm gonna open the front of the book what the fuck uh, okay i'm afraid of opening the first 30 pages of the book i'm gonna realize how many house rules we applied to this <laughs> Uh, so what do you want to do next? Levels of education or, I mean, after that you, uh, you figure out your SDC and your hit points, which are two separate meat damage things. Yeah. Uh, they're both basically meat damage though. Neither of them really represents your will to fight or anything. SDC stands for structural damage capacity and it's the hit points that everything has where hit points are the hit points that only living things have. Yeah. And SDC, you could lose all of and still be okay. Hit points, when you start to lose that, is where it's like, oh, you're actually like breaking bones and bleeding out and shit like that. It's not super intuitive, but after you get used to it, it kind of makes sense. Basically, like a door, for example, has SDC, but no hit points. Yeah, because a, a door is either together or it isn't. Yeah. Whereas a human is like, oh, I got beat to shit, but I can still kind of move around. So, like, maybe my arm's broken, but I'm I can still dick around and do I mean, stuff let's be real fair here there's no like progressive damage in this game no You're i mean alive has, or dead it has an optional rule table for wounding yeah where if you take uh certain percentage points of your hit points you can roll to see 
if you get a temporary wound, if you get a shitload of your hit points depleted, you might get a permanent wound. Yeah, that's true. But those are all optional. Like, you don't even need to play with those. No. And I never have. I don't know if you ever have. Oh, God, no. But then again, most of the time I was playing in rifts where if someone managed to hit your meat, you exploded in a fine red mist. So yeah, because they introduced the concept of mega, mega damage, which thankfully this game does not have. Yeah. Uh... The weird thing in this that you get that you normally don't is uh, there's a lot more based on money and equipment than you normally have in other uh, Palladium type games. So in this one, you roll, you have a life savings, which is hilariously low. By the way. I mean, I'm sure it's because the game's from the 80s, but it's still like. You own a house. It's worth maybe $80,000. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, your life savings goes between $1,000 and $12,000. Then you get an inheritance. Everyone has had someone die that they know. Yes, every single person. something from it. Which is interesting. I, I don't believe I've ever inherited anything beyond a beater car I had to sell that year. Oh, uh, I have. You have? I've, okay. I've gotten some money, and I've gotten a car. Yeah. I mean, I have a list of things that are promised to me, but apparently everyone in my family is going to live forever, <laughs> So, which I prefer. I, I would much rather have a grandma than I, what I believe is a Hieronymus Bosch triptych. <laughs> uh, Litho. The, and you also just get an automobile, like yeah. everyone does. Mm -hmm. uh, although, sadly, one of the things you can roll for it if you get it brand new is it costs you money in payments. Yeah. So all of a sudden now you're like, Oh, I have a new car. Great. It costs you $18,000 in payments. You owe, like, the bank this money. What? What the fuck? What just <laughs> oh, happened yeah. to my character? We're playing Monopoly, John. Oh, I'm also, sorry. Also, you just got second place in a brute beauty contest. Here's 10 bucks. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the Whoops. money's on the dresser. Whoops, you landed on free parking. I guess you get all the uh, extra stuff from the income tax thing, because we're going to play this game until we all die. <laughs> uh... Monopoly works fine, everybody. Stop house ruling it. So you get that, you get uh, some education, and you normally roll to see what kind of education you had, and it'll tell you how many skill packages you get, because that's what this game uses. Yeah, you get, basically you can have a set number of years of college, uh, master's degree, doctorate, uh, and also a couple that are interspersed in there that are non-college uh, route, where you go like to trade school, yeah, or you, you went to the military, military, stuff like that, but yeah. you roll random for it, except for... Several of the classes where they specifically say, oh, no, don't do that, because if you're, say, a parapsychologist or a mage, they're like, you had a specific realm of study that you did, right? so, you so should do don't this, worry about that. You should do this after you've picked which one of the PCCs you'd like to play. Yeah, uh, which is <laughs> unfortunate, because you don't know that until you get to the PCC section, and this comes first. So you could be like, make it a character. All right, I've rolled up my thing. Ooh, what do you know? I rolled well. I have a bachelor's degree. And you pick all your skills, and you write the many, many, many percentages down. Which are so arbitrary, it's insane. And you, then... Look, oh, it's basic radio operation. It's at a 56% plus 4% per level. What about advanced radio operation? 37% plus 3% per level. What? what? Who? How Why? did you come up with these numbers? And then you go through all that, and uh, you also are going to need an alignment for your character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, oh, the, so the uh, Palladium alignment system yeah. uh, has a big opening statement about how alignments are bullshit. Or not, oh, neutral alignments. Neutral are, is bullshit. Specifically, Symbieta, or Symbieta hates uh, true neutral. Mm -hmm. It's true neutral is bullshit because 
everyone is either good, self-serving, or evil. Mm -hmm. There is no point where an action you do is actually neutral. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I understand that there's a difference between the actions you do and the goals that you have that could make someone actually true neutral. A person who is completely devoid of any goals or self-interest could be a true neutral person. They wouldn't be very fun to play play a role-playing game with. No. So... Uh, you pick, there's two good options, two selfish options, and three evil options. Because yes. you can be the, I'm an honorable evil guy option. And all they really are is a list of things your character would or would not do. That's how they work. Yeah, it's all, would you torture a guy? Oh, goodness no. Would you lie to a dude? Mm, probably. Mm, if the situation demanded it, I'm a scrupulous individual, Ooh. and therefore I might lie. <laughs> yeah, so they just give you a list of do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. it's like okay do avoid lies uh don't harm an innocent Mm -hmm. you know shit like that yeah and if you pick one of the really good ones you get a claymation dog that follows you around and is like oh i don't know if you should lie to that guy davy is that too old for the room john do I not, mean, do you not know what I'm doing i know that it's davy and goliath okay i get that yeah i just don't know why (laughs) you would bring that up on the alignments uh, because it's old weed. Old weed. Uh, you can really get me on board by just saying old weed. It's amazing. <laughs> like I can be one hundred percent just stone dead, looking you in the eye like you're a crazy person. But the second you're like old weed, old weed. I know it's my get out of jail free card, and I am loving it. Oh yeah, I, I wish mean, it's be, this month only. I wish it could be old weed all year long. <laughs> And for some folks, it is. Like, well, if you keep the spirit of old ween in your heart, <laughs> it's old ween all year long. <sighs> uh, we then get to the insanity table in the book, which, who baby? <laughs> it's uh, it's a little, a little much. I mean, at least in the phobia one, it's like, yeah, d- maybe don't randomly pick one of these. Mm-hmm. Like, if you went crazy after viewing like a weird monster, and it was while you were in a house. That was creepy. Then maybe have a phobia of creepy houses. Yeah, and that's perfectly acceptable. But then when you roll past that the phobia table and you start getting to the neuroses and the obsessions and stuff, it gets problematic. Well, yeah. When you're like, uh, okay, so my character hates women and can only do things after they've eaten two Twinkies. <laughs> I love that shit. That Popeye it's so syndrome good. that's in there. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's it's a little much. And I've always I've always felt this way about the insanity tables and the rift system that there's no way that everyone is cool with these. <laughs> Yeah, I, again, don't think I've ever had anyone use that that wasn't playing a crazy in Rifts, Mm -hmm. and even then, they would just pick what it was, because they'd be like, "Uh, it's way better if I get to decide what my dude has so that I have some narrative control over what my character is like, rather than just, oh, I randomly rolled that he hates clocks? What? (laughs) The fuck? Okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm the anti-clock king. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, uh, yes, I'm the clock anti-pope. <laughs> what? You know the anti-pope was just a different pope. It wasn't like the against the... Shut up! <laughs> Fear me, Batman. I've destroyed the clock on your utility belt. You'll find it's blinking 12. Huh. All right, well, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Zounds! Oh, he gets! How could you find the time? <laughs> it isn't time to punch me! Oh. And then 4,000 gets away, giggling. <laughs> 4,000 always gets away. It's one of his powers. Yeah, well, I mean, one of his other powers was to give someone an obsession with hating clocks. 
That's why there's always a new clock anti-pope. Oh, so he, he can use that power more than once. Oh, yeah. There's always an anti-clock king running around Gotham. Yeah, and so as soon as like Batman catches one, it wears off, and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Batman. I don't know why I hated on clocks so much. I'm sorry, clocks. I'll never be mean to you again. Oh, clocks. Oh, no clocks. There was clocks enough at last. Boop, boop. <laughs> uh, that was that was dumb. Yep. Yeah. Old Ween, though. Old Ween. <laughs> Old Ween. <laughs> After the insanity tables. You get to uh, all the education shit that we mm-hmm. were talking about. A big old random roll to see how much college your character went to. And then all the percentages for your things. You're and then gonna, the, the skill packages. Yeah, you're going to get, as well, a hand-to-hand package in this, mm-hmm. which fucking... They're the worst things ever. The hand-to-hand system? Yeah, because uh, Palladium uses a levels 1 to 15. Yes. Every type of hand-to-hand uh, package you can get, so you can get like basic or expert or martial arts or assassin or whatever. Yeah, there's a few others squirrel- squirreled away, but those are the usual ones you got to deal with. And you get something every level, but what that means is at level one, it's like, what happens? You have two attacks per melee round. And? And fucking that's it. What what more do you want from me? <laughs> you know how many melee attacks per round a person who doesn't have this has? One. You have twice as many as them. Go fuck yourself. Weirdly enough, uh, hand-to-hand assassin doesn't get two attacks per melee until level two. That's correct, yeah. it's it's uh, It starts you out shitty. It just gives you a plus two to hit. Honestly, hand-to-hand one. assassin is never a good choice. You feel like it is because it costs more skills than the other ones do. But it, it ends with a bunch of, like, random goofy bullshit instead of actual good, solid punching. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, did you manage to reach level 12? You can do a death blow on a natural 20. And to be, f- let's let's really explain that. That means you have to call death blow and then roll it. Hi, is this death blow? <laughs> yes, I'm one of the minions of 4,000. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just calling. I was planning on killing a guy. I, uh, I know I have to call you beforehand. Mm, what did you roll on physical beauty? <laughs> Oh, I got a, a 15? That is not a natural 20. Oh, damn it. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, I'll call you later. <laughs> you will not. That is my death blow. Snap, snap. Oh. <laughs> anyway, why don't we talk about uh, some PCCs? Hell yeah. There's some of them that are so bad. They're, they're just so bad. The Right out the gate, the very first one we get is the Arcanist slash Mage, mm-hmm. which... As mentioned, isn't a psychic. No, it's a wizard. And but it's the low rent wizard, the one, the wizard from a, a universe where magic is too mysterious for men to know, and so it's crappy. Well, the weird thing is the so it gives you the whole like don't roll for your education or any of that shit. Yeah, uh, just use this because you've spent most of your life studying the arcane. So In a you have sanctum a- sanctorum. Ah, <laughs> oh, my sanctum sanctorum. <laughs> gross yeah that's my room uh so yeah the (laughs) you get a whole bunch of skills based on that okay yeah for being Uh, a wizard you get more ppe than anyone else Mm -hmm. now uh that's for pp energy yeah you've got big pp energy Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh unfortunately you're pretty old so you got that old ween. <laughs> that old PP energy. <laughs> I like the idea that PP stands for PP. <laughs> yeah, PP. <laughs> anyway, potential psychic energy. It's basically the stuff you use to cast spells. Yeah. At, 
The weird thing is they use this in rifts. So, like, this gets transferred over to the rifts world where PPE is what you use to cast magic. Both of these numbers show up in, in rifts and as well, yeah. ISP is what you use for psionics, and that's straight from this book. Mm-hmm. But at least it makes sense in the setting of this book because eh. the whole thing is all humans have the potential for psionics. Mm-hmm. And so you have potential psychic energy that some people turn into actual psychic energy mm-hmm. and get psionics. Mm-hmm. And then you're using that potential to tap into something that isn't your brain but something outside of it i think it should have been potential supernatural energy like if i were to be able to go back to the 80s and fix this it'd be pse instead of ppe because potential psychic energy is what you use to build isp or your inner strength points which you use to cast psychic powers so you don't use your psychic energy to cast psychic powers you use your inner strength to cast psychic powers which you derive from your potential psychic energy yeah it's it's a real bad system but mm-hmm. at least it almost makes sense in this, in that it's like, oh, everyone has potential psychic energy, and you buy psychic powers with potential psychic energy, so it's yeah. like, oh, I'm turning potential into actual psychic power. Mm-hmm. So it sort of makes sense in this, but in, say, like Rifts, you don't turn PPE into powers, you just get a set of powers that you choose from, so it it stops making sense, and then it's just dumb bullshit where you're like, wait a minute, why is my psychic energy going into magic? This stopped making sense, and why is my suit so big? <laughs> where's my super suit? <laughs> and where's my beautiful house? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> no. Not my beautiful wife. <laughs> you take a dump in, in my aquarium in front of my beautiful wife whoa, in whoa, my whoa. beautiful house? <laughs> are, you, are you bringing in outside from the podcast jokes? <laughs> jokes from outside the recording. <laughs> I feel like that should be a whole new sub show that we do, like like hot dog questions and donkey talk. <laughs> it's just <laughs> jokes we bring in that we do not explain from outside. Anytime the podcast. it happens, we stop, we play some music, we tell the joke again, and then we just play the song. Uh, this would have been perfectly acceptable had you done this in my house, and I was the only one that lived there. But you poop in my aquarium in front of my wife. <laughs> She's a delicate creature. How dare you? How? <laughs> dare you in my home in my this is where my children sleep (laughs) in In the aquarium aquarium. (laughs) i feel very passionately about my fish (laughs) and your poops (laughs) so uh everyone gets a bunch of little abilities uh in this book Mm -hmm. depending on what you are so like uh, as the mage you get to read magic and sense magic and stuff like that which is Handled the same way you would with, like, a skill for most of it. So it's like, oh, you're 80% chance to read magic with plus three per level. Yeah, it's not fun. And also the skill percentages are often pathetically low, even when your character is like, what are you? Oh, I'm I'm basically one of those autistic savants that everyone thinks that people with autism had and were were in the 80s. Yeah. And where everyone thought autism just meant Rain Man. Yeah. Uh, you're like, oh, my character is a, a natural math genius. Okay, what's his chance to do math? Well, he's a natural genius who who can like count things as they fall from the air and so on. He has a 64% chance to determine how many things <laughs> fell. I'm like, bitch, I have that. <laughs> uh, one of the worst things in this as well is you get through the entire Arcanist Mage section, mm-hmm. and there is no mention of what spells you get. Yeah, no, you don't get, that's not part of it. You go through the whole thing, you look at the education and the powers you get, Yeah, and then you're like, um, hey, uh, 
Where's where's my magic? I, I'm a mage, right? Where's my magic? Mm-hmm. It is buried in a subsection of explaining magic, like in the magic section in the back. Mm-hmm. It goes, oh, and hey, by the way, this is the Arcanist spells. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Why did you hide this all the way in like the back of the book? <laughs> Because it's creepy and mysterious that way, John. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's what it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, this is this is in keeping with the spirit of old Ween. <laughs> you hide magic rules in the back of my book? In front of my wife? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, being a mage, you, <laughs> you have to go dig through shit, uh, literally, to yeah. find it. In you an aquarium. To, in an aquarium, in front of my wife. Yeah. And... Uh, there are 15 levels of spells, which in this game, you randomly get a certain amount of every level. Uh, most of them are either like a D6 or a D4. Some of them are just zero. Like you don't get anything from 11. Uh, 10 or above. Yeah, 10 or above. You get none of those. But, but that's fine because there's no way you could cast them. So don't worry about it. Oh yeah. The big thing was the spell levels in this was not so much power as it was how much it costs. So it's not even so much that like a level 12 spell is particularly so much more powerful than a level five. It's just that it costs a shitload of PPE. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to be able to do it is if you do like human sacrifice or you get an entire cult together and drain all their energy. There's a whole weird thing here where this game, and this did not survive into other iterations of Palladium's magic system. Uh, Part of it did, but not all of it. You can learn spells in two ways. You can either know how to cast it as a spell, which is that you just draw on your own PPE reserves and fire off the spell. Like, oh, I'm going to cast a bolt of fire in case eight of my PPE. Or you can learn to cast a spell as a ritual, in which case it takes like 12 hours of chanting and nudity and light BDSM and and a bowl full of peeled grapes and you have to say their eyeballs. Oh, no. And sacrificing of a cow or a cow-like equivalent. Like a, I don't know, like an ox. Yeah, um, Auroch. Yeah, perhaps an Auroch if you live in that time period. Uh, and then after all that, you get some extra PPE from everybody who's there. Like they can voluntarily contribute their PPE to the thing. Yeah. So you can cast the spell if the PPE cost of the spell exceeded the amount that you have access to yourself. Now, it's like, hey, when you get, whenever you get a spell, you can choose whether you know that spell is as a spell or as a ritual. Like, that's some big benefit when it's so obvious which one you're going to choose. Does oh, it yeah. cost more PPE than you'll ever have? It's a ritual. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at it and you're like, oh, the most PPE I could possibly have is like 180, and this spell costs 500. Oh boy, I think I'll take it as a ritual. Right. And if the and conversely, if it can be used in combat, maybe don't set it up at the end of a 12-hour orgy. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, "Oh, well, uh I've got this spell and what does it do? Oh, it shoots a bolt of lightning. Great. You want to do that as a ritual so that after like 2 hours you can finally cast a bolt of lightning? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll I'll take it as a spell. <laughs> oh, come on. I've got Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman here. They're ready to fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to fuck down and fuck up. <laughs> one of them's going to do each, obviously. Yeah. That's how this works. For 12 hours. And one of them's going to poop in an aquarium. I have so many cultists here who just want to watch <laughs> someone poop in an aquarium. In front of my wife? Good. In front of, in front of my wife. That's, that's how this ritual works. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
And it's like, if you want to learn a spell both ways, you can, but it costs two spells. And I'm like, which spell in this game would work like that? Which one of these spells? It's like, this one costs 500 PPE and it raises an army of zombies. This one creates a globe of light like a little flashlight. You should probably know this one both ways. <laughs> Maybe. The, or, the, uh, the ritual version of it's for party tricks. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do this whole you have a 12 hour ritual, and then at the end of it, you're like, ta-da! You have a 12-hour sex party, and at the end, you, th- you throw a little globe of light, and it makes the ice swan very pretty. Ta-da! ta-da look at that. Ooh. It also kind of melted because it's been 12 hours, guys. You really should have thought about this. <laughs> uh, and also, there's only one piece of party sub left. I mean, the, the biggest issue I have with this is the way that it transferred over to Rifts, in that in this, where you're like, ooh, I have a spell that lets me summon vermin and I can like have an entire wave of rats show up and how impressive is that? And it's a ridiculous ritual and it costs like 300 PPE and then that got transferred over. No change yeah. for rifts where it's like, what does that do? Nothing. They're rats. <laughs> I, I'm in mega damage armor. I laugh and keep doing what I was doing. <laughs> These rats are adorable. I adopt one. Good. Good for you. This costs more PPE than you could ever possibly have, and you have summoned nothing. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, the initial Rift spellbook had a lot of spells left over from this that were like, if you read Rifts without reading this first, you're like, what are these fucking spells? How come level 13 sucks so bad? Why? Why? I can make a zombie at level 11, and it has almost the exact same stats as an undead that I can make at level 8, but it costs three times as much? I don't... What the fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah. It's holdovers from back when the spells were supposed to be spooky, scary, boys becoming men. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I thought you were going to say skeletons. (laughs) Spooky, scary skeletons becoming men. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> They've got a boner. <laughs> I get it. Uh, old ween. Old ween. So, yeah, the mage and the magic system in this are dumb. However, we do get our first actual psychic after this, which is the latent psychic. Ah, right. That's the psychic for if you don't want to have all your psychic powers right away. Instead, you'd like to have them slowly show up while you gain levels, but no benefit that associates this. Well, the big one well, with... Yeah, you can choose between different sets. I was going to say the big thing with the latent psychic is most of the other psychics have to pick a shtick. Yeah. There are three different uh, psychic, basically, types. So you can either have... Uh, sensitive, physical, or healing. Uh Uh-huh. So most of them you have, like, a psychic healer, a psychic sensitive, and a physical psychic, and those are what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, The latent psychic gets one power from each type, but you don't get to pick what it is. You have to randomly roll what powers you get. Mm -hmm. So you don't really get to decide what type of guy you get to be, and... It's just, it's very weird because you're also, I think they put too much, uh, like, cost value on having things from different sets. Yeah, they did. Because the only two that can do that, really, are this one and the uh, Psy Mechanic. Yeah, that's right. And the Psy Mechanic just garbage. Yeah, and both the Latent Psychic and the Psy Mechanic suck, I mean, in different ways, Mm -hmm. but it's... Just like the fact that you can apparently both have telekinesis and telepathy means that fuck you, you can't have anything good. Yeah. Because your saves are worse. Mm -hmm. Because Uh, you're not as open to the psychic realm as the other types of psychics. Yeah, all of your shit is just sort of bad. Mm -hmm. And it's 
you don't get to pick what it is if you're a latent psychic. It's just all randomly popping up, and it's also tied into the leveling system, which most of the other psychics get all of their good shit right away. Uh, no, you get everything at level one. Do you really? I thought the latent psychic had to save half their PPE for or ISP for. I'm sorry, their PPE purchases for as they gain levels. Uh, no, you just divide your PPE in half, mm-hmm. and that's it. Oh, okay. You sure yeah. that's not just the end of a page? No. All right. You uh, we didn't tear a page out in frustration? No. See, the, the Psy mechanic basically can do that mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are like, oh, I get more PPE in a level because I have to permanently lose it to make an item that could be destroyed and then I don't get and it, it back. And it keeps mentioning it could be destroyed. When you when the Psy mechanic is, it, I mean, I, I'm, don't I mean, mean to jump, jump ahead the to the fucking Psy mechanic. The, the Who psy, gives a shit? The Psy mechanic, the picture is a dude holding a ridiculous gadget and it's supposed to be like, I'm using this for remote seeing or whatever. But it's the entire chapter about him is just like his gadget might break, and if it breaks, then he loses the power permanently. And and all the time his gadgets are breaking, and it's like how come in the entire rest of this book, all the way through the gear section, all the way through the skill section, there is no mention of anything breaking or what it would take to repair it. Nope, it's only this guy. Well, yeah, because it would suck. Everything else, we don't need a description of what would happen if the uh, gear got messed up, mm-hmm. because who cares, you just go replace it. This guy, when his gear gets messed up, it sucks, so the GM might want to do that. Yeah, but there's no mechanic for how his gear gets messed up. There's no point where it's like, anytime this guy gets shot with a bullet, there's a one in four chance it'll hit the item he's carrying instead. There's and, and Oh no, it's just... It's all cold shots. You'll go, oh, what do you have? I have a see the invisible goggles, mm-hmm. and then all that's going to happen is like, ooh, the demon takes your goggles off your head and crushes them in his hands. Oh, I, I will attempt to dodge? No. No, this just happens. Boo. You lose PPE. I'm, I'm sorry, you failed your horror factor check, oh, which God. means you're a little bitch. You're just standing there scared, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's the psi mechanic is definitely one of the more disappointing. It might not be the most disappointing. I think that I might restrict that to the genius slash talent or natural or whatever that is. The one that's the autistic savant in all but name. Yeah, so the natural slash genius is you pick something to be great at yes uh so you can pick to be an electrical genius Mm -hmm. and you get to be like "Ooh, i can hotwire things and bypass security alarms and Mm -hmm. i'm an electrical genius yeah you can get like i'm a super hacker man uh except that even then it's still like i have a 55 percent chance to hack things and it's minus 50 percent if i want to hack anything that would be hard I mean, to be fair, the computer hacking starts at 74%. Okay, show me the be- the penalties. To be to be fair as well, you've had this book for last week. I have not. Oh, no. I mean, there's a shitload of hacking penalties. And the penalties I'm not going to lie. And the penalties are all super... They're, they're all the only things you would want to hack. It's like, yes, you have a 75% chance to hack a computer. However, it's minus 60% if you want to break into, like, a military program. And it takes 3D4 days to do. That's insane. That, that's so not conducive to gameplay. No, it's fucking awful and it's the only thing you'd hack it's like oh you have a 75 percent chance to hack shit that isn't even locked or passworded or anything to them the hacking is basically like can you use facebook yeah yeah you can use facebook yeah you have a 75 percent chance Con- <laughs> c- congratulations you're like my grandpa good good job you did it yeah like because even break simple security program is minus 10 percent yeah which fucking what then what is the hacking skill for yeah break simple security program should be what this guy does automatically oh yeah instead it's oh no it's it's quite hard and don't skip ahead yet because there's still one of my favorites on there which is the body mastery one it's the guy who's who's uh taking control over his own body and he can regenerate by sleeping for a night this character's entire power is that if he takes 24 hours of sleep 
and rest, he will regain 10 SDC. Woo. That is it. That is full stop. That is the entire character you've built. He can sleep for a very long time and regain some HP. I mean, honestly, the only thing you're going to get in this, because everything is garbage, Mm -hmm. is you're going to get the package that is exceptional physical prowess, Mm -hmm. because it's the only way in here to really get, one, an extra attack, Mm -hmm. and you add a D6 to your prowess, which means you can probably, if you had a good one to begin with, then great, you're even more accurate, slash dodge, parry, whatever. You have a very slight chance of actually getting a bonus now. You get just straight up a plus one to parry and dodge, plus two to your initiative, you get plus 10% to all physical skills. Like, you're just good? Yeah, you're Whereas all the rest of them are like, oh, maybe you do a thing. Probably not, though. If you sleep uninterrupted for 24 hours, you get 10 SDC back. Doesn't work on hit points. And the other thing is... You look at something like Human Calculator, which is the Rain Man type. Yeah, it's straight up Dustin Hoffman. But the Remember Numbers skill, sure, it starts at 84%, but that means if I roll above that, it's like, hey, uh, how many guys were in that room? Oh, I don't know. The, the, that gets worse when you actually get to the psychic power of eidetic memory or, or total recall. Yeah. Where it's like uh, you have a 22% chance when using this skill to remember nothing. And I'm like, what do people who don't have this skill do? <laughs> They're not even skill. This is a supernatural psionic this is a power. power that you pay for. This is a power you pay for with potential psychic energy that defines you as an inhuman monster, and it gives you a, a basic memory. Yep. It's good. It's great. It's I great. love it. Because without it, apparently you have no memory whatsoever. You don't even have a chance to remember who was in that room previously. Yeah, no. Everyone's just walking around like it's fucking memento in here. <laughs> yeah. that's ba- With that power, by being written the way it is and by existing in this book, indicates that no one else in the world who doesn't have that total recall power has no memory whatsoever. Yeah. It wouldn't work if it was just like total recall. You remember everything that happened to you. That's done. Then it's an actual interesting power. But instead, it's like you have to pay three ISP and then roll percentile, and there's a reasonable chance you'll only have blurry shape memory of the things that were in the room. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, one of the favorite things in this book is the next one, which is the Nega Psychic. Ah, that is a pretty good one. It took a long time for it to fart its way into rifts. Yeah, but Nega Psychic is someone that is so staunchly... Uh, a skeptic of mm-hmm. anything supernatural that they've actually channeled that into being supernaturally resistant to those things. Yes, they're they're so against the concept of psychic power that they deny sci- that, but they themselves are psychic, and all of their psychic power has gone into denying other psychics the ability to function. Yeah, whereas uh, other people might spend their PPE to be like, oh, I buy psychic powers with this. As a nega psychic, you can do things like buy bonuses to save versus psychic or magic or whatever, mm-hmm. but also you just permanently have whatever your PPE baseline is. You can just fuck people up. Like if they're like, oh, I'm casting a spell and you go, yeah, I'm going to screw that up for you. Yeah. And you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. You just fuck up people's uh, attempts to do anything, mm-hmm. especially to you. Yeah. Like if someone goes, oh, I want to cast a spell at that guy, and he's a nega psychic, you're just like, oh, buddy, don't even try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you look at me. I'm a scully. You can't get through to me. Look, it's not going to happen. And the book even says, it doesn't matter if this guy has been in a fight with a demon while your buddy was shooting, like, pyrokinetic powers. At the end of it, he'll go, yeah, well, there was a logical explanation for all of that. It was that fiend Spider-Man in a Hellboy costume. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a caller on the line. <laughs> 
<laughs> podcaster J. Jonah Jameson continues to be the best. Uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's a fun class, though. I mean, yeah. it's not fun to play because everything you get is just static bonuses to not get hit with stuff. It's it's uh, It'd be intensely boring to actually play because you have no powers. It even says, like, be sure to spend your PPE on bonuses to save against psychic attack. This is this character's powers. Yeah, your powers are basically being the Psy tank because your baseline save is already the best of anyone in the game, mm-hmm. and then you can boost it even further. Yes. So you can get to a point where on a D20, you save against, like, magic or psionics on a four up. Right. Uh... Sadly, that is followed by probably my least favorite thing, personally, which is the parapsychologist. Ah, the parapsychologist. It's basically a ghostbuster. You don't get your regular skill roll. Instead, you get some skill packages, and you get the ability to sense magic, kind of. You're way worse at it than Arcanus. Yeah, you get a bunch of things that are like, what is this? Oh, you can read magic, but you're way worse at it, like, way worse Mm -hmm. than an Arcanist. Uh, You can recognize if someone has real psychic powers. That's a skill. 40% of the time, when I go to a fucking palm reader, I can tell if they're actually psychic. <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm glad I chose this as a oh, class. Oh, I'm practically fucking James Randy over here. <laughs> is uh, that who is that? Is that the guy? Is it James Randy? Is it Randy Newman? Is it Because you know the guy I'm talking about, the one who's like the, the famous like debunker guy. Yeah, sure. Why not? What? James Randy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Randy Newman. He's also the guy who sings all the songs about toys. Yeah, yeah, songs about toys, and you're not a psychic. <laughs> all right, thank you. Uh, all you get outside of your skills that you don't get to pick because you automatically get them for being this Yes, is uh, you get a little bit of extra equipment. So, hey, buddy, maybe you got infrared goggles. Or, or a PKE meter or, or perhaps a proton pack. Ooh. Man, if you could get those, that'd be great. But yeah, no, it's no, like, what do you get? You get a tape measure. I'm a, sorry, what? A tactical shovel. The fact that one of these is straight up just like, you get an electronic stopwatch. No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that costs like $80 at what you say, which means, what is that? Oh, I'm a size sensitive. Also, I spent 80 bucks on a fucking stopwatch. Eat a dick, parapsychologist. So wait, you spent $80 on a stopwatch, which you can easily get for $2? That's what it says. Ah, it's brilliant. an LED display, full 60-minute range with automatic recycling. <laughs> now, to be fair, this is like the late mid-80s, so yeah. an LED anything is impressive. That is true. Man, if I could just get my hands on a nice Tiger Electronic game right now. Ooh. Ooh a watch that plays LED Zelda. <laughs> it's the mid-80s, and I'm hungry for this sort of shit. Uh. Plus, the other extra $78 I spent on my stopwatch makes it resistant to the machinations of the anti-clock king. <laughs> Uh, ew, what time is it now? Uh, it's uh, 4.15. Damn! Oh, no! <laughs> I must away. My petard! <laughs> I'm being hoisted by my petard again! <laughs> it disappears. Uh, and one of the other things is, it says it's optional, but I'm going to guarantee you, if you play this, your DM is going to have you do it, which is you roll to see who's funding you. Because you have to be funded by someone as mm-hmm. a parapsychologist. Yeah. And so... You a know, lot of them are like evil organizations. And well, yeah, it's don't... just like, what is this? Some organization, the government, a, a, a school. A, a philanthropist. Yeah, it's all... Most of them are just like excuses for them to say, but you don't know their true motives. Yeah, it's all just, what is this? Ooh, it's a secret organization. And you, you don't know that it's actually a cult. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I certainly don't. I finally have a 40% chance to tell if they're psychic or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, you then have to roll on 
your status with them, so you might just be disliked by them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're like, oh, what happens? Uh, they don't really like you, and they don't give you any equipment. You know that one thing that you have, which is equipment? They don't give it to you. I also like that when it says that they're disliked by you, it's like you'll you'll only get the worst equipment, and they'll only pay for travel if they're sending you someplace like Antarctica. And I'm like, shit, that's rad. I want to go to Antarctica. Uh, Antarctica's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if I'm going to a creepy, mysterious place, where better than at the Mountains of Madness? I mean, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, right? Exactly. I'm going to find those big starfish or evil penguins or whatever that book was about. Uh, you get the physical psychic, which is your dude that actually affects the world. So telekinesis, pyrokinesis, any of your kineses. Featuring maybe the best picture in the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the skinny dude with the turban floating in the air. The little swami guy who's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to trade the, my midsection for psychic power, but I definitely look like a laundromat ad now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to mention it on this one, but it's true for basically everything. You roll randomly for your PPE, mm -hmm. and that's what you use to buy your power. So it'll be like, telekinesis costs five PPE. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, you always have to reserve at least some number. Usually uh, six or eight. Yeah, every class has a different number that they have to reserve. Yes. Which is weird because it's always roll this number and add it to a different number and that's how much you have. And instead of it being like, oh, you roll, you have to hold eight. So instead of it being you roll 46 and add two and then you've got an eight permanent, it's always you have do 46, add it to 10, but eight of that has to be held in reserve. I'm like, why didn't you just make it plus two then? Yeah, exactly. What the and, fuck? And you also have a starting reserve of eight. I mean, I guess it's because you can contribute to that reserve for no goddamn reason. You can't ever access it again. No. If you contribute to the reserve, all it does is make you more valuable as a target to like cult monsters and stuff. Yeah, all it is is it's just, oh, now you're more delicious because you have more potential energy in yeah. you. Vampires want your dick. That's what that does. If you add extra points, vampires want your dick. Ooh. I'm yeah. going to add extra points. Unfortunately, I've also... I've got that big pee-pee energy that <laughs> vampires want. Well, the other problem, John, is you have to fear the evil army of Gabos. Oh, no. They're bent on destroying my dick. <laughs> uh, uh, old ween jokes. I, okay, so... So one of the things I was going to say about sure, this is... Sure, sure, sure. The problem with that, with a random roll, means you could ostensibly just have one power. Yeah, you could get very fuck-owed by that roll. Like, the physical psychic, if you fucked up your roll, could have... A total of six PPE to spend, which eh, you could get like ectoplasm. Hooray. And that's your only power. Yeah. And ectoplasm is as cool as it sounds. Take it from me. It does not make a delicious juice box. No. You could get meditation for one PPE, though. Which it always tells you that if you can, you should buy because meditation is the only way to get your ISP back fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a dumb system, but it's just standard Palladium. Palladium always puts random shit where it should not be. Like, the standard description of a Palladium item usually has a million random rolls buried in it, just so it's like, oh, the range is random, the damage is random, the chance to work is random. Palladium is the only universe in which an hour is comprised of 20 D6 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, man, everything in this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there's a psychic healer, which I don't really need to spend much time on because it's garbage. Although we could definitely talk about the art uh, very briefly, where it's like an old Native American guy who's like shaking a doll at a bear. <laughs> which, I mean, to be fair, the bear's into it. Yeah. And then the other picture for psychic healer, which is two like African tribe 
griots or something sitting around on the ground, kind of loosely shaking action figures at each other. Yeah, they're like, look what I got. He's got kung fu grip. <laughs> Mine has a rotating torso. Yeah. The, the healer is the only one who really gets decent access to healing, so you might be able to do psychic surgery. Mm-hmm. And if I, you, I love, if you do psychic surgery, it's one of the few ways to really like heal hit points in yes. a, I would say, air quotes, fast manner, because it's still going to take <laughs> oh. you like a d6 hours to do. Yeah. Now we should we we can skip through the rest of them because they're fairly simple. In addition to a psychic healer, there's a psychic sensitive who's a sensitive sca- uh, little crying boy. Uh, and then I think I think and that's that, it. That's it. Okay, the we're sen- done. And the sensitive is only really noteworthy because the game basically says you need to have one of these. Yeah, because otherwise you won't be able to tell who's vampires unless they're bent on destroying that one guy's dick. <laughs> yeah, because psychic sensitives are the only ones who are like, oh, I naturally just sense evil. I sense the supernatural. I can sense whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing investigators and you don't have. Uh, a psychic sensitive you're just wandering around being like hey demons it's your boy (laughs) (laughs) you're basically playing ghost whisperers at that point you're wandering around the house being like yeah i get a real cold energy from this place over here oh shit did you guys feel that oh shit yeah that's basically it you are now shitty reality tv ghost hunters if you don't have a psychic sensitive yeah uh, okay, so after that, we haven't even talked about the psychic powers yet. There's there's three categories, like we mentioned. If you've read them in like riffs and stuff, but not in this book, be prepared to be extraordinarily underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about magic. At least some of the higher end ones do stuff. Yeah, but this this book's the psychic sensitive can't or psychic physical even can't do anything really with it. Like you can use telekinesis if you want to punch someone for one damage. Well, I mean, mostly telekinesis if you want to do damage is throwing shit at people yeah, with your it should be using guns floating guns around but apparently that's too hard no uh but but all the psychic powers are like what if this was like the rift psychic power but with the part that does any damage removed yeah i mean even if you do something like "Ooh, i got pyrokinesis i i got the one thing that is specifically all about dealing damage and if you want to actually deal damage like "Ooh, i throw a big fireball at that guy great that's going to cost you all of your ISP. Yeah, that's your trick for the day. Then after that, you need to sit down, Spanky. Yeah, because most of the shit you're going to have is like maybe maximum of like 40 ISP. Yeah. And throwing a fireball is like 30. Yeah. So no, you're going to get one trick where you get to throw a fireball, and then the rest of the day you go, all right, well, I guess I spend two ISP on seeing invisible. Now, you can also, if you're super lucky be a hydrokinetic, and then you can hurl water around, including, the book mentions, boiling water. Oh, uh, this but, is your favorite. I know, because it's in every Palladium book. But don't do it, because only an evil person would hurl boiling water. In someone's face, in specifically. Face. You can heal, hurl boiling water at someone's dick if you want. That's... And it specifically says in the book that doing that is fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, that'll distract them. <laughs> if you throw boiling water on their crotch, then they'll have like a penalty to hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ooh, if you throw boiling water in someone's face, they apparently just like go blind, lose all ability to do anything. Like it is the worst penalty you can get. And they're like, oh, straight up, you're evil if you do this. What if I set their face on fire? Oh, that's good. You, you can be good and do that. Oh, that's fine. If yeah, you're that's... a pyrokinetic and you just light a dude ablaze, yeah. that's okay. That's that's completely a stand-up paladin grave grade good guy move. <laughs> uh, that's the sort of thing that uh, Scooby-Doo would do. Yeah, that's what Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we also talked about the spell system already. We can probably skip that. Uh, why don't we talk adventures, John? Uh, you want to talk about the adventure real I quick? Want to, Just the I, one. I want to talk about one adventure. I mean, okay, the other thing about this book, a lot of the really cool riffs monsters came from here. Uh, the Gakuas, the the possessing entities. The Mindalar. The, the famous Dybbuk. Yeah. The, the ridiculous version of the Dybbuk. <laughs> the Dybbuk that has nothing to do with the actual Dybbuk. That's correct, yeah. Uh, and the reason that uh, most Beyond the Supernatural parties are just going to get killed by a stiff breeze is because all of these monsters are ridiculously powerful. Yes. Like, all of them. Even the low-end ones are like, oh, this would take a team out. Yeah. Like, maybe if your full squad was loaded with sweet automatic weapons and it materialized, you'd be able to take it out. But otherwise, it's just going to be like, what do you do? Oh, I possess one of your friends, and then I murder you all. Yeah, and if you figure it out, I just possess a different one of you. I can do it without having to roll for it. Uh, so anyway, if you all just line up in the order of Look, who's easiest to die. <laughs> your, uh, your chance to resist possession is like 15 or better, so probably fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. please line up in an orderly, murderable fashion, and uh, we'll just deal with you one by one. And if it's not one of those spirits, then it's like, what is this? Uh, a giant demon, and it murders you. Yeah. Can I do anything? You can try. I mean, they're cool and imaginative, but mostly you're supposed to discover them and then escape them is the basic idea behind the monsters in the book. Okay, so there is one adventure in the back of this book that we both read and both really want to talk about. It's by our good friend C.J. Carella, one of the greater Rifts writers. And, oh baby, this is... I'm going to say it's a far departure from the normal adventures you get in any of these Palladium uh, books. Yeah, normally it's just a list of goofy NPCs that you encounter. Well, I mean, you get things where it's like, what's this? There's a group of hard scrabble mercenaries and they have a base camp. Here's a map of it. Yeah. Okay. Then they want to go fight 2D6 Samuses. And you're like, alright, yeah. great. Or that one that's an after the bomb where it's like, you meet these four rabbits and they want it, you want you to help take out a camp. And then when you're walking there, you meet a weird dude on a big beetle, and he's got nothing to do with anything. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas this one is just a guided, like, narrative adventure. It's kind of like a horror movie with some with some random roles in it. Like, okay. It, so the all, base premise of this yeah. is you are all young, like, teenage maybe preteen girls it's like it's, it's between like, the ages of 12 and 14 yeah it is very young teeny bopper as the game calls them mm -hmm. girls yeah and there are a bunch of different things that you can roll on that actually affect what the way that the adventure might play out that's correct now first of all you roll 2d6 for all your stats because you're you're younger yeah you're a little kid mm-hmm and you love your mom very much. As Actually, no, you don't. You think your mom's a bitch because you're a 13-year-old yeah. girl. Notably, as a kid, you are less pretty. Uh, you roll TD 2d6 for physical beauty. Uh, I, yeah. I think that's maybe smart. Be although it's like, I feel like kids are are on their own scale kids of how good these days. Yeah, it's it's weird that all, all stats, all nine of them are at 2d6 instead of 3d6. Now, it's going to tell you there are, like, depending on if one of them got a higher in certain stats than, like, bump it up to a 13 and make it their thing. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, whoever had the highest beauty, just go ahead and bump it to a 13 and say that they're the princess mm -hmm. and so on. Although bumping your stat from anything to a 13 will do nothing. Well, I mean, as far as the rules go, no. But as far as the adventure goes, yes. Yeah, that's true. It's not like, oh, I'm the pretty one because I have a 13. Oh, what's your chance to charm or impress? Zero. 
huh. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, so you do that, and then... Then you need to roll for several different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now, there are four different things you're going to roll on. Yeah, we should probably go from least interesting to most interesting here, right? Okay, so yeah. least interesting is uh, how good at babysitting you are. <laughs> still pretty interesting. It's still pretty interesting. <laughs> so that one you roll, and you can get anywhere from you hate little kids, and you avoid them at all costs. Great to- babysitter. To, I'm great with kids, babies, toddlers, whatever you name it. I can get kids to do what I want. Everyone listens to me, and I'm a rad babysitter. Oh, that's that's pretty much me. I can get kids to do what I want because I have so much candy. I can get kids to do what I want because I'm bigger than them. <laughs> They're weak and small, and I can push them. I can push them around mm-hmm. until they do what I want. Yeah, and I have a windowless van. <laughs> uh, the next one we can talk about is the level of parental acceptability, mm-hmm. which is instead of it being how much do you like your parents, because you automatically don't. Yeah, no, you do not like your parents. You're, you're 12 to 14. Instead, level of parental acceptability is how rich are your parents. Oh, shit. So it goes from you don't have much money at all, mm-hmm. which means you start the game totally broke because you don't have an allowance, Right. to you love your parents because they're so rich, and you start the game with $35. <laughs> Oh boy, thirty-five. Is it thirty-five dollars into Butler? What are we doing here? No, it's so good. You have your own credit card, your own telephone, and enough money to treat your friends to anything you want to give them. You start the game with thirty-five dollars. So wait, what's the limit on the credit card? Is it thirty-five dollars, and I have no cash on me? How are we doing this? I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> uh, so uh, real Richie Rich. Then we go to level of social acceptability, which is your teen girl squad pecking order. Mm -hmm. So it goes from... So-and-so. Yeah. What's-her-face. Your what's-her-face. Yeah. And it goes up to... uh, Cheerleader. Cheerleader. Yeah. You start at the ugly one. Yeah. Not only are you in the in-group, you control the group. Mm -hmm. You'd rather be hanging out with that group of 14-year-olds, but they're too stuck up to have anything to do with you. (laughs) So you hang out with this group of babies. (laughs) Absolutely. And they're going to get ready to look so good. Arrowed. (laughs) And Uh, my most of me. (sighs) And the last one is your level... Of adolescent maturity. Dun, dun, dun. Old ween. This is the boob slider. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the random roll boob slider, but it's more than that. It really very much might as well have been called, what's going on with menarchy as far as you're concerned? Oh, yeah. So you can go from, your character is still a little girl. Nature hasn't yet seen fit to perform any little miracles on your character. From the point of view of the character, that means she's still just a kid. Uh, Then it goes all the way up to your character is overdeveloped to the point where she can pass for someone a lot older. She receives unwanted and critically embarrassing comments from adults. Please don't do that. Don't write that in there. And the two in between aren't really above reproach either. They're they're basically little tiny one-sentence versions of, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Nature is playing evil tricks on your kid. She has the hormonal changes and all the incredibly icky stuff that comes with it. But there's no physical change, like... Uh, up front, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's also incredibly embarrassing and like to die. Ugh. 
Ah, let me pick my own level of what's going on with my with my young 12-year-old characters periods. Thank you. Oh my god. Don't make that a random roll. <sighs> so once you find that out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you it is time to adventure. Mm-hmm. Your adventure is weird. I mean, it's a sleepover, right? It's got to be a sleepover. No, you're walking along and you find like a key in a sewer. Like uh, there are a bunch of kids playing and you find them, and, but they're like nine-year-olds. So obviously you can tell them to go away. <laughs> well, one of you can because that's the one who's good with kids and can get them to do what they want. Oh, no, it's just anyone can it's, bully oh, them. Okay. They're fucking nine-year-olds. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's nine-year-old boys. You can tell them to go fuck off. Eat shit, nine-year-old boys. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Ah. I did eat shit today. I found an aquarium. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, it was in front of my mother. Ah. <laughs> the master. <laughs> I am the chosen one. Yes. So, uh, anyway, it's mostly about those initial roles that, that make make this adventure super fun. It's so weird. So, yeah. you get this key, mm-hmm. and the key unlocks a sewer grate. Mm-hmm. The sewer grate starts shunting you around dimensions, basically. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But each different thing uh, has their own moment to shine. So uh, at first you get surrounded by these, like, giant furry monsters. Mm -hmm. But it turns out whoever's the good babysitter, they're just friendly and they want to play. And if you're good with kids, then you can, like, command these monsters. Mm. And all of these... There's no stats for anything. You're being chased by a man in a black robe with like red eyes and his weird minions and whatnot. Nothing has any stats mm-hmm. because everything is just uh basically tell the people to get on with it. Right. It's, it keeps saying like, oh, if your players don't get the hint that they should be doing this, send a dude after them. And you're like, <laughs> okay, this is the most railroady nonsense I've ever seen because there is no choices. That is normally the proper solution for if there's a bunch of 12-year-old girls ro- uh, loitering in an area. Send a dude after Send them. a dude in there. Let's see what happens. Let's mix this up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you were good with babysitting, then you can control some monsters. If you had the highest physical strength, mm-hmm. then you're the Valkyrie, and you end up getting, like, a sword that shoots laser beams or some shit. Not that anything you're fighting has stats or anything like that. No. It's just, hey, now when things show up, you get to say you're shooting laser beams at them. Right. This is very much like just an, a proto-no-thank-you evil. Yeah. Like, if you had the highest beauty and you were the princess, then you find a crown and it lets you uh, command, like, certain animals or whatnot. It's, it's all just everyone gets a moment to shine, but... The problem with it was, it says, oh, if two of the people rolled well, and they both, like, say you have two people who got the highest level of babysitting. Right. Then you just pick one. And whoever was the first one to say, oh, I try and get them to do what I want, gets to do that. And then there's nothing else for that person in the adventure. Mm -hmm. So if you rolled, you're like, oh, we've got four people, but two of them were good at babysitting. One gets to have the spotlight, and the other can go fuck off. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. The other one probably has bigger boobs. <laughs> and it's like to die. It is unlike to die. Right. Uh, so there you go. There's a few more adventures back there. None of them really have as, oh, as the, much uh, note. The climax of this is once you go through everything and you've been doing these 
uh, like chants and going to different dimensions and doing all of this shit. It turns out that the entity that you've been chanting about that you finally meet at the end is also a teenage girl and she just wants to hang out. Aw. There you go. It's a teenage girl entity and she wants to hang out with the princess. It's like a fucking episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Where it's like, what are you? I'm a 13-year-old girl, but I've got godlike powers. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Well, uh, according to our Earth morality, it's a good idea for you to let us go. Well, uh, according to my uh, non-Earth morality, suck a dick, dumb shit. That's pretty much what Kirk would say, yeah. Ah, a 13-year-old girl who has godlike powers. Ooh. Oh, Uh, my. Two to beam to my quarters. <laughs> ew. <laughs> ew. I know, right? Ew. ew. Everyone's saying ew. Everyone is saying ew, and it's because of you, Jeff. Is it me? Did I do that? It's you. Am I the one, I'm, I'm the one accusing Kirk of being creepy, right? That's, yeah. that, that's where we're going. That's, he really isn't, because that show didn't have any kids on it ever. No. What it had was consenting adults. Consenting Canadian adults. <laughs> we were like, yeah, I'll kick, kiss uh kirk i guess i guess anything to be on tv in the early 60s hey you know he wasn't bad looking back then no nah, he was great i would have gone for it yeah although i was really more of a nimoy man well who wasn't I, exactly who wasn't why nimoy so hot nimoy can get it nimoy can get it <laughs> nimoy can get it even when he's like past star trek talking to a beeping rock about laser discs <laughs> <laughs> the fact that i know what you're talking about is the best part of that <laughs> <laughs> and you say I can watch the complete works of tennis or the arts of the masters. <laughs> the complete works of tennis. Beepity boop, 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 beep. Ah, all for the low price of $278. <laughs> yeah, I can get this laser disc machine for the highest in quality visual effect and only $5,000, you say. <laughs> Beepity boop, 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 beep, beep, boop. Mm, and you go on to say. <laughs> ah, yes. I love that. That's the best infomercial ever made. It's true. It, it re- is. Really, check it out sometime. Even though it doesn't have a single part where he tries to watch TV on a shitty regular TV and fails. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a better way. It's logical that there should be a better way. Uh, anyway, John, want to get to the end of this bad boy? I mean, we may as well. Yeah. You want to call it a day? You want to you wanna wrap up this ween? Go get... <laughs> It's always a smart idea to wrap up your ween, John. Yeah. All right. Especially if you got one of them old weens. <laughs> them old weens. What would you say is the best part about Beyond the Supernatural? Uh, I'm going to say the best thing in Beyond the Supernatural is... I want to say the the basic level of competence for people. It's It's universally low is so, yeah that's so, why it's yeah. because everyone's sort of shit yeah so like at least- you in rifts if you go what did you pick a vagabond what did you pick a hatchling dragon the difference in what you have is so vast that you might as well not be playing in the same game together mm-hmm. yeah that's Whereas right. no matter what you pick and beyond the supernatural you're all garbage now i in my personal experience i played this game like i said mixed up with heroes and, or, or the, i'm sorry uh, ninjas and super spies for for a couple of years actually I had a long campaign in this where most of us me- immediately realized the value of going to uh, B- ninjas and super spies. So well, yeah. I was playing a gadgeteer with like a crazy flying lawnmower that had battle cannons attached to it and shit like that. <laughs> uh, just by using the skill system, uh, we had another guy who was a gun expert from that book. We had one person who was playing a, a martial art, a dedicated martial artist who had like three martial arts, and it was awesome. And then one guy was like, "I want to play a parapsychologist." Oops, you <laughs> fucked up <laughs> for two years. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like everyone's like, "What did you do?" Oh, I'm a cyber knight. What did you make? I'm a headhunter. What did you do? I'm a rogue scholar. <laughs> okay, great. What are your character powers? I own a book. Aha! <laughs> a book and a CD-ROM drive with the complete works of tennis <laughs> and the arts of the masters. Uh, and this God. rock. Beep beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you beepity boop in front of my wife? <laughs> in my house? Beep, beep, boop. Boop, boop. In front of my children? Boop, <laughs> boop, boop. Wait a minute. You say I can get the complete works of tennis? <laughs> beepity boop. <laughs> okay. And you go on to say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, so that was, that was that me. Was, the fact your favorite that thing. Yeah. it's probably the most well-balanced of any Palladium core book. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what would you say your favorite thing in the we book is? We barely had a chance to talk about it, but the bestiary in this book is very original, has a lot of really cool monsters in it. They don't feel original if you come to this book after you've already read the bigger It's Big Brother riffs, Yeah. Because they copied all of them into the conversion book. But this book is basically, you know, like I was saying at the very beginning, kind of a Call of Cthulhu thing. And there's no Cthulhu in here. It's all original, interesting new monsters that kind of work the same way. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. This is nice because you don't have to be beholden to like the HP mythos. Yeah, no one's no one's going to correct you when you're like uh, the Migo comes down. Migos won't come down. They actually teleport where they're going. Ugh, fuck you. That. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad you read a ridiculous number of old books by a creepy racist. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, HP Lovecraft can suck every dick. He's worse than White Wolf. That's why we're not doing HP Ween. <laughs> <laughs> Also, fuck Hewlett Packard. Uh, yeah, fuck Hewlett Packard. Fuck the concept of hit points. <laughs> and fuck that British HP sauce they're also crazy about over there. They're also crazy about that HP sauce. It's just gravy, you weirdos. <laughs> Put it on fries. <laughs> and call them fries, not chips, you fuck. Yeah, it's been a good long while since we've been mean to the British Isles. <laughs> In fact, you know what? <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. The British, you're on notice. <laughs> also, bears. <laughs> Bears, you are you are so close. If it wasn't for that shaman friend showing you a potato or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, potato? Yeah, look at this. I have psychic healing powers, maybe. If it wasn't fat bear week right now and yeah. I didn't think you were all adorable, you would be on notice. And by that, I do mean British bears. I didn't mean that bears You're are on notice. Fat, I meant hairy British men. It's your week. It's yeah. fat bear week. It's fat bear England. week for Britain. <laughs> What? Anyway, John, what's your least what? favorite thing? Uh, okay, well, definitely the worst thing in this for me, mm-hmm. specifically. For me. for me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What, what uh-huh. is it? What's the but, least favorite thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sing more of Bohemian Rhapsody with you. No, good. No, that's, I'm glad. That's, I'm glad you're not. That's a song that exists for internet memes, and that's just about it. That's it. That's uh, all it exists Everyone for. in the donut place I was at started singing it with me when I started singing it, and then we all clapped, and we're still dating to this day. All of us. <laughs> me and the whole donut shop. Everybody. Let me tell you about my polycule. Have you seen my Dracula costume? <laughs> Oh, I love James giving us all that exposure. <laughs> yeah, I I plan to pay for my dinner tonight with it. <laughs> I I mean, sure, he got a million likes off our joke, but I don't remember making that joke, so I think it's probably fine. That's fine. I remember. Uh, well, which Pepperidge one, Farm remembers. Which one of us made it? Was it you? No. Okay, good. I, I started the polycule thing, and then you said the thing about a guy dressed as Dracula. <laughs> it was a team effort. Fist bump. Yay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> so worst thing in this book is... <sighs> 
because everyone is so shitty, mm-hmm. uh, it it's just hyper-lethal. And even the people who are like, oh, I can go into a bio-trance, and I'm a super healer, and I got 10 SDC back. I know that like Call of Cthulhu-esque games are supposed to be like, oh, it's terrifying, and you're, you'll probably die. Mm-hmm. But you don't really have that in this book. Like, you don't go in thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just some guy. Because in Call of Cthulhu, you're like, what did you do? I made a fucking PI, or I made a doctor, or mm-hmm. just some random dude. In this, you're like, what are you? I've got fucking pyrokinesis. I'm a cool hero. And then when you go up against literally anything and they backhand you and you lose half your health, you go, oh shit, never mind, I'm garbage. Yeah, the uh, the psychic powers of this game are roughly equivalent to when you're playing like a first-person shooter that has a shitty jump in it, and then it turns out that the jump doesn't even matter in the game, like there's no platforming elements or anything. <laughs> you're just like, my character can kind of get off the ground for a split second. Ugh. Like that. I'm going to do that while I'm running around just because I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine leaping. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I I wish it would go either one direction or the other. Yeah, like, either the powers either make, do something or they're not there. Yeah, either make everyone like the parapsychologist where you're all just chumpos looking for answers mm-hmm. or make it so that your powers actually do stuff mm-hmm. and you're fighting the supernatural. John, aren't we all just chumpos looking aren't, for answers? Aren't we all just chumpos looking for answers? If you would join my open mic night. <laughs> looking through the great cosmic void, just a couple of chumpos. <laughs> just a couple of chumpos <laughs> and the piano is drunk. <laughs> I put Tom Waits in your head that's stuck there now. <laughs> God damn you. How dare you? How could you do Arpin this to me? Beans. Haircut. I love that song. That used to be, uh, The Piano Has Been Drinking was one of my backpacking songs. Uh, like, if I was stuck along with someone, we'd sing that just to pass the time while we were backpacking. Wow. It's it's a great song. That's a terrible song. It's and gr- you're a terrible person. Well, I mean, it's a great song for a terrible person, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff, your least favorite thing in the book. Uh, I, I'm just pretty much going to go the same way that the powers, well, I'm going to take a different tack of it. It's so much work to generate a character in this game, and for what? Right? Like, at least when I generate a character in, like, Rifts or uh, even something like Heroes Unlimited, Mm -hmm. I have someone that can do something in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a purpose to serve. Yeah. I mean, the thing with... It's the same problem you see in a lot of played in games where you're going to spend your time making a character. It's going to take you two hours, and when you're done, you're like, all right, everybody, I've got an 81% chance to build canoes. Good. Will this ever come up? Why did I write this down? I I really should have just written down, like, Prowl, yeah. a couple science abilities if I have them, Yeah, and then that's about it. Oh, look out. I can scuba dive at 18%. Well, good. If that ever comes up... You'll fail at it. You'll definitely die. <laughs> it's so... It's so irritating to spend all your time writing down a million things that are never going to come up in a game and that that's a large part of what defines ca- uh, palladium character creation now if john i just need to interrupt you for one moment you see here on this show that is system mastery we have a little deal where if you are a ten dollar patron for at least five paid episodes in a row you can send us a little block of text, and we'll read it right here on the show. It costs you about 50 bucks. In fact, it costs you exactly 50 bucks. Uh, and we do reserve final right, of course, to whether or not we'll read your crazy thing on the air. But most of the folks have been really good about it so far. 
And today we have one coming to us from longtime donor Havoc4. So I'm going to go ahead and read Havoc4's message to you. Hello, this is Havoc4. But enough about me. I have no internet business, so a message about me would just be shenanigans. Instead, you should be watching my rad GM, Can't Wear Hats, as he streams at www.twitch.tv slash can'twearhats, no apostrophe. He is delightful and plays a variety of fun games and sometimes does RPG world-building stuff I cannot watch for fear of spoilers when he is not figuring out what happens when we accidentally blow our cover against an ancient conspiracy and have to beat up an old man and carry him out invisibly through a mage's college. So again, if you would like to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmastery at the $10 level, you can unlock us reading a thing for you. You're a patron of ours. You can go ahead and listen to us tell you all about our shitty character creation process Mm -hmm. because we've got bonus content. We sure do. If you want to get that bonus content, go to patreon.com slash systemmastery. For only $1, you'll unlock the bonus content for this kind of show, but why not go to $5 and also get our monthly afterthought show, which is just like this but funnier. We guarantee it. Or, fuck, why not go to $20 or $100? Just don't go Fuck to t- it. just don't go to two thousand. That levels for Ray Liotta. You cannot go there unless you are Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, please don't. No, don't. I'm I'm expressly forbidding it. Do not bid at two thousand dollars unless you are Ray Liotta. Yeah, even though we will treat you like Ray Liotta mm-hmm. if you are at that level, we because will not- we will assume you are Ray Liotta. <laughs> no questions. That's, Zero questions that's asked. Our, it we- doesn't matter if the email you use to sign up with is like Jerry Smith sixty three at mm-hmm. Yahoo. Who are t- who are us? A couple of chumpos to question the great Ray Liotta? We would not. No, Ray Liotta can have whatever email address he wants. Yeah, Ray Liotta can shit in my aquarium in front of my wife. You shit in my aquarium in front of my wife? Yes. Yeah, well, that's that's great, Mister Liotta. It has been an honor. <laughs> I loved your appearance on uh, uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) Uh, You're a true good fella. (laughs) Oh, right. You were also in Goodfellas. I forgot. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Kimmy. The Kim. The the Titus. The Schmidt. Andromedon. To die. It's to die. It it is. (laughs) Because of my period. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about the development of my menses. Things I want to hear Christopher Walken say. <laughs> so, uh, John, would you play this game? Uh, I mean, I might give it a one shot just for giggles. Yeah, I mean, I would probably play this just because I already know the ins and outs of Palladium so well that what's it going to hurt me? It, it, it's not hard to play it for me anymore. No. I wouldn't recommend that most people who have not read a Palladium game play this. There's, no. There's, there's even better Palladium games. Yeah, that's the problem. As you look at this and you're like, Palladium is... Pretty garbage rules-wise, and this is a garbage version of a Palladium game. Yeah, this is kind of the low ebb. This is low-tide Palladium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is red-tide Palladium. <laughs> All of the fish are dead. Speaking of my menzies, it's, <laughs> hey! it's, it's, it's a red-tide. <laughs> uh, Heavy flow. <laughs> That's me. That's my character. Hold on. Oh, shit. I've got a character, Jeff. <laughs> he just came up with Heavy Flow. Her name is Heavy Flow. Mm-hmm. And she's a physical psychic. And she has 50% in butterflies. Um, okay, so. 50% in butterflies? You said heavy flow and I thought of even flow. You know what, John? Old ween. <laughs> Old ween. There we go. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm back on board. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did I just tell a joke that bad so I could do that again? Maybe. You'll never know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, he he did. 
He does. He he knows. He knows. Anyway, support us on Patreon. Otherwise, you can find us at System Mastery uh, at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or as System Mastery on Gmail, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. We're all those things in all those places. Come and find us. Give us your money. Send us your free books. Yeah, just fucking Google us. Yeah, if you Google System Mastery, it's us. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's us. It's us all the way down. It's it's us almost all the way down. I think there's still one guy hanging on who's got some kind of MLM scam or he sells shitty seminars or something, and he calls it uh, System Mastery. I think that might still be he, there. No, he calls it Mastery Systems. Does he really? Oh. Yeah. Well, whoever. Fuck that guy, though. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him in the butt. Fuck him in the beer. If you find him, mm-hmm. fuck him in the beer. <laughs> fuck him in the beer. Old Ween. <laughs> <laughs> I said beer instead of butt. Fuck him in the beer. Uh. <laughs> John, Although, how much better is that? You just run up to a guy and you just stick your dick in his beer and you're like, uh, 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 uh. Anyway, yeah. here you go. Yeah, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Honestly, John, you just interrupted me. I was going to say beard. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Fuck him in the beard. <laughs> now, is that having sex in a giant beard or are you putting your dick in his beard? I have animes about both. <laughs> Let me show you my collection. (laughs) System Mastery is a one-shot network podcast, so if you like us, you might like all the other stuff that we've got for you available on the one-shot network. And one of those things you might like is Backstory. Backstory Mm -hmm. is a cozy, thoughtful interview show featuring the most fascinating folks in role play. Well, that can't be true. We haven't been on it. I was going to say that's definitely true because we haven't been on it. That's how you know it's true. (laughs) So join host Alex Roberts as she gets to know game designers, LARP rights, scholars, community organizers, and more. From emerging artists to seasoned veterans, guests open up about their creative process, what keeps them engaged, and their visions for the future of role-playing. Now, so do you think, do a, does a LARP right have to complete like a journeyman LARP to oh, advance yeah. on to becoming a master well, LARP Well, you've got to get in the LARP union, and yeah. then once you do that, you've got a LARP master that takes you on. That's right. You have to spend five years as a LARP prentice. And then you become a LARP right, and yeah. then eventually you earn your LARP masters. Yeah, once you complete a perfect LARP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to find out more about the LARP apprenticeship program, go check out Backstory over at OneShotPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Have a good week. It's a nice day to start again. Come on, it's a nice day for a old ween. It's a nice day to start again.